Welcome to another episode of the History's Mysteries podcast. Today, we will be discussing Princess Diana's death. My name is Abe Hills, and my co-hosts are Emily Hunt and Tanner Freeman. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Princess Diana and her untimely death in 1997. And um, what I'm going to be discussing first is just some background info on her because... Um, it is important to know about where she came from and her relationship with the royal family leading up um, until her death. So she was born Lady Diana Spencer in July of 1961, and she was born into British royalty, albeit it was very peripheral. Um, her mother and father were the Viscount and Viscountess Althorpe, and they were heirs to the Earldom of Spencer. She was the fourth of five children. Um, she had two sisters and one brother, but um, the child born before her, uh, passed away as an infant, unfortunately. So one of the big, like the biggest first things in her life that happened um, was that her parents divorced when she was only seven years old. And that was a very rough time for her. And um, her brother was the youngest and her father demanded a male heir, which is why um, she had so many siblings. And her father even had her mother sent to the doctor to, um, quote, solve the problem. And this was the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is probably the main factor of why they ended up getting divorced. And Diana and her brother Charles were greatly affected by the divorce, considering how young they were and impressionable they were at that age. Now, she did have a relationship with the House of Windsor, which is the ruling um, family in Britain before uh, her relationship with Charles. Um, she was born and raised on the Sandringham estate, which is owned by the royal family, um, leased from Queen Elizabeth II. And she grew up calling um, Queen Elizabeth uh, Aunt Lilibet. And she grew up playing with the youngest of the Queen's children, which are the Princes Andrew and Edward. But it wasn't until um, November 1977 when she met uh, Prince Charles. Um, she met him when she was 16 and he was 29, which is... A big age difference. Big sure. age difference, and considering that, I mean, they didn't start off dating right off the bat, but, you know, she was a minor and he was almost 30, so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, at the time, he was also dating Diana's older sister, Sarah, so that made oh. it even, yeah, very layered, <laughs> yeah. very awkward. That's for sure very awkward. Yeah. Um, he didn't express interest in Diana until about 1980, so after a few years, and, of course, he had, you know, stopped dating her sister, um, he invited her on the royal yacht and then to Balmoral Castle to meet the queen and the rest of the royal family. Um, they were engaged pretty soon after that in February 1981. They were married by July of that same year, so their relationship escalated pretty fast. And um, supposedly the day before the wedding, Diana found out about a bracelet that Charles had made for his first love interest, Camilla Parker Bowles. And this is a, she's going to be a huge player in this, as many people probably already know. I mean, she's now the queen consort of um, England. But Charles was always committed to Camilla, but she was older than him and had already married. And even before she was married, the royal family expressed that they did not think that she was going to be a viable candidate as not only a wife for Charles but as a future queen of England. But the bracelet that was supposedly made had um, nick the nicknames that Charles and Camilla had for each other. And mind you, this is like the day before 
he is supposed to marry Diana. So you can imagine how that's going yeah. to. They just have friendship bracelets. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's pretty rough for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Camilla Arbor was already married and had children at this point, but they had continued their affair like when she was already married and while like he was in a relationship with Diana. Um, he had fallen in love with Camilla when he was younger and he continued to see her throughout his life. Um, and he really only, Charles really only married Diana because the family approved of her and because she was um, of British royalty already. And he was the heir apparent to the throne and he needed to produce heirs. And so, I mean, I'm not trying to defend him, but a lot of like their relationship was orchestrated by the institution of the yeah, royal family. Yeah. And I think like people are definitely now in the 21st century seeing those effects. Um, but they, you know, obviously they got married and they had uh, their first child, Prince William, in 1982. So less than a year after they were married. I mean, that just goes to show that the goal of the marriage was to produce heirs. Um, and Diana struggled a lot during the pregnancy. Uh, she tried to throw herself down the stairs because she felt, um, quote, so inadequate and abandoned by Charles, who was still seeing Camilla because the estate that they chose um, where they were going to live was only 15 to 20 minutes away from where Camilla lived. Um, and Convenient. Yeah, Diana, like, knew that that's why he yeah. chose that. So was it, like, going on the whole time, like, the affairs were going on the whole time? Um, or did Diana know that the affairs were going on the whole time, or do you not? I really don't know how early she knew the affairs were going on. I think he knew about her, or she knew about her, obviously. Yeah. And, like, throughout their marriage, there were times... And I think I discussed this later that, like, he wasn't really seeing her. Or, like, he would, like, take breaks and he was committed to oh, Diana. Okay. Yeah. Or, like, when they would go on tours together. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they ever had an argument, the first person he would go to would be Camilla. And he would he would talk to Camilla on, basically on a daily basis, even if he wasn't seeing her. Because they were really good friends. Yeah. But considering that they were also romantically involved um, has huge implications. Yeah. But um, she suffered postpartum depression following William's birth. And which she did not receive help for. And that's a big thing, um, like, involved in the whole, like, topic of Diana's death is that she suffered so many different, from so many different, like, mental illnesses and disorders. But that's not something that really the royal family or even, like, society recognized. Especially in the 90s. Yeah. It was still kind of, like, becoming, like, an issue that people were becoming more aware of and accepting of. And especially in, like, an institution like the royal family, they're not going to get you the help that you need for that. I mean, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's sister, Margaret, also suffered from, like, mental health issues, and she never received um, help for that either. Right. But um, they also had Prince Harry, uh, their second and last child. He was born in 1984, and um, Diana claims that she and Charles were the closest they ever were during their pregnancy with Harry. But after that is when things, like, really escalated. Um, I'm going to talk about the royal life now, which is really important, because Diana quickly became a worldwide icon, um, all the way from her fashion, just to her good works and her personality. I mean, whenever you see her out with the royal family, she was always just so kind and loving to the people that would show up and, like, the crowds, like, say hi or just, like, support them. She was really outgoing in her care for the AIDS epidemic, and she was one of the first really big icons to really, like, give attention to that and like there I mean the picture of her giving a hug to an AIDS patient was like yeah, yeah. had huge mm-hmm. 
like attention from it. Yeah, that goes really far too, for sure. Definitely, especially at the time, it was so stigmatized. Yeah. Um, she also did a lot of charity work in the other Commonwealth countries throughout the world, mainly in Africa. And um, Diana is often said to have outperformed other working royals, especially her husband, which when you outperform your husband, who is the heir to the throne, that image does a, says a lot and really hurt Charles's reputation. And that's where like it's, things start to form of like, did he really hate her because of that? And is that why he wanted her out of the picture even more? Like, besides from his relationship with Camilla. So, the couple was 12 years apart, and their life experiences were very different. So, by 1986, Charles had begun seeing Camilla again full swing, and Diana herself had began, um, begun an affair with um, a man named Major James Hewitt. And both the Queen and Prince Philip criticized both um, the couple for their affairs, but they put more emphasis on Diana because she is an outsider, technically. She I means she married into the family. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew that she was followed more by the paparazzi, and they knew how that image could destroy their image as the institution. And um, supposedly, Diana received borderline threats from the Queen and Prince Philip, threatening to strip Diana of her title, and, and also likely the money that she got from being a, a working royal. And Diana eventually re- released two bombshell, like, facts of information or whatever you want to call them. The first one being the famous Panorama interview in which she basically spilled the beans on everything behind her relationship with Charles, the royal family, and Camilla. Um, her famous quote from that is that there were three people in her marriage being her, Charles, and Camilla. Um, she also had released a book. Well, she didn't release it, but it was called Diana, Her True Story which she helped the author write, but I think at the time she kept it very quiet because she like she knew that she could get in huge trouble yeah. with the royals if she let that family. out. Yeah. Were they still married at this point, or were they... Um, yeah, I, I think they might have been separated, but they were not divorced. They were right. still okay. you know, married. Um, but then in 1992, the Camilla Gate tapes were released, which were phone recordings of intimate conversations between Charles and Camilla, which took place while the couple were still married. And so they formally separated at the end of 1992. So, yeah, that answers your question. They were still married during all of this. Wow. But they finally separated after, and yeah, I mean, after all that, you can't really stay together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then they finalized their divorce in July of 1996, which um, Diana was given a settlement of ni- uh, 17 million pounds, which is a lot of money. Um, she was still considered a member of the royal family because otherwise the crown could literally take William and Harry from her because when you're an heir to the throne you're basically property of the crown and if she had tried to like leave the country um, she could have been withheld from being able to see her children and Diana cared very deeply for her children and so she was not going to risk that no matter what even if it meant that she would have to still be associated with the institution of the crown but Following the divorce, she had begun seeing a man named Dodi Alfayed, who was a rich filmmaker and whose father had bought and began to run the Ritz Hotel in Paris. And um, this relationship is kind of the start of the end of things for Diana. Yeah, definitely. uh, Dodi definitely comes into play when we start talking about the tragic events that took place 
and that's what we'll get into now with the public knowledge that was given about what went down. So the date of the actual accident itself when Princess Diana was killed it was uh, August 31st, 1997. The people that were in the car were Princess Diana, Dodie Fayed, and Henry Paul, who was the driver. The information that was provided to the public in the UK was uh, sort of extensive, but now looking back on it, it wasn't too exp- extensive at all, and there were definitely some questions that could be provoked. The article that was provided focused on the accident and the condition of Princess Diana. They talked about how uh, the driver, Henry Paul, was trying to outrun the paparazzi. And as we know, especially with Princess Diana, with how famous she was, paparazzi was always trying to get to her. And uh, she was kind of known for uh, going against what the royal family really wanted a little bit. And that's something that definitely took place. The crash took place inside the tunnel during the drive. And... One of the questions was, did Diana die at the site, or was she really taken to the hospital after the crash? The article provided stated that she was taken to the hospital, but we really don't know if that's true or not. Other articles say that she died on impact. Um, Bystanders reported that the horn was sounding for about two minutes. I think it was the driver against the steering wheel, which is one of the quotes that the article uh, gives. The newspaper also mentions that five seconds after the crash, paparazzi swarmed the accident, taking pictures of the bodies in car, which that's just a shame considering how tragic of an event it was. And really, they weren't trying to help. They were just trying to take pictures and really uh, just help out their case. And I think with it, like, it's known that the paparazzi had to have been real close to her if they got there five seconds after the crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I think is super interesting is within our research, I looked into a newspaper from uh, UK News and a newspaper from the New York Times, and they really uh, differ in how they give the information. Um, both articles I found were on the same day of the accident, so August 31st, 97. What's interesting is that the article from the UK News talks pretty specifically about the incident, the paparazzi, that um, the passengers that passed away were not wearing their seatbelts, things like that. But then on the flip side, the New York Times focused more on literally the first two sentences, two or three sentences, say that she had died, and then moved on to like talking about how the marriage didn't work out between her and Charles. And like, like there's literally a quote that is, um, the royal couple had common interests. Charles loved horses, his garden, and traditional agriculture, architecture. She loved buying clothes, listening to pop music on her Walkman, and gossiping on the telephone. And to me, I think that's just crazy. Like, someone just, someone very important. Was that that published the day she, the day that the crash happened? That just goes to show you that, like, certain media outlets in the UK are so aligned with the royal family and their interests that Mm -hmm. they would literally, in that article, like, say what Charles' interests were. Like, of course, like, their marriage, it was hard to not bring up at that time, but to be focused on, like, those, like, redundant things at the, like, in that scenario, like, 
it just goes to show you that they were trying to divert away from like what really happened at yeah, the accident. Yeah, for sure. I think that also goes into just research for uh, this concept and everything that went down because especially at the time, people wouldn't really want to go against the power and prestige of the royal family, I'd say. So I think that probably takes away some of the dynamics of what people really thought happened, especially in August of 1997. I think what's also really interesting to think about is the two different cultures you have there. So recognizing that, like, the New York Times, so, like, American tabloids wanted to talk about, like, Princess Diana as almost villainous compared to Charles versus, like, the UK wanted to talk about what happened. But throughout the world, everybody recognized Princess Diana. And it was a huge heartbreak for the world, not just their country. She was loved. I mean, a lot of people loved her for her fashion. But, I mean, she she did so many good works that it was hard for her to not be liked by so many people. Um, and then also, the New York Times article talked about, like, what Princess Diana got out of the divorce, too. Which I was like, <laughs> I just, there's a time and a place to talk about it, exactly. and I would not say the day of her death is that time and place. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, the question is, was it just in, an innocent car accident, or what happened? That is for sure the real question. Um, Definitely that ties into the conspiracies, which we can get into right now. And starting off basically what we know, kind of bridging that gap here, the driver of the car, Henry Paul, was legally intoxicated beyond the legal limit, three times the drink and drive limit of the UK at the time. And this was documented, documented and is highly known And the driver is obviously one of the people that has been blamed the most since the crash occurred. But that might have been a setup for uh, some other shenanigans that could have taken place, such as some people believe Prince Charles had her killed, which I think this is probably the most extensive and uh, uh, researched possibility that occurred. And obviously, as you talked about, she was divorced a year before, and... Dodie Fayed, who was one of the members in the car, was her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And at the time, there were rumors that Princess Diana was going to marry him, and he just happened to be an Egyptian Muslim. And I think people realized that Prince Charles, as well as the royal family in general, didn't exactly want Dodie Fayed, who was an Egyptian Muslim, to marry into the family as Diana married into the family. Both she and Dodie died in the crash along with the driver, so all three of the people that were uh, in the car died. Many state that Prince Charles could not handle this fact uh, that she actually died, obviously, but uh, that kind of ties into why some people believe that Prince Charles could have been the one that had her killed. A quote that I actually came across in my research from this from the New York Times states in an article about the death of Princess Diana. Meanwhile, Mr. Fayed's father, Muhammad Al-Fayed, who owns Harold's department stores, and he said that as he is 99% certain that the crash was not an accident. Now, that stuck out to me because obviously that's not just somebody on the street that's saying that. That is yeah. the father of, you know, Dodi Fayed, who was obviously in the know with Princess Diana and 
Dodie himself about what was really going on in the royal family and all of that. Surely uh, he was pretty close with knowing the relationship between Princess Diana. Oh, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Exactly. So I think that stuck out just because he definitely knew a lot about Diana's personal life, obviously, and her relationship with Dodie and just her life in general. Muhammad al-Fayed must have had multiple discussions about this, not just with Princess Diana, but possibly with other members of the royal family. In this belief that the crash was 99% not an accident must have been the thoughts that Dodie shared with him about how other family members thought of him possibly marrying into the family after having a relationship with Princess Diana. Some other rumors that were uh, going around at the time was that Princess Diana was pregnant and she was of child with Dodie himself. And if she was pregnant, this would cause Charles to believe it would be a bad look for the family that she was not married, as well as that he did not want a half Egyptian in the royal family. Did you find anything on if she was indeed pregnant? I did not find any reports that like actually confirmed that okay. she was. So I feel like they would know yeah, after, exactly. you know what I mean? I They'd think, be able yeah. to figure that out. Exactly. But what, would they release that, you know, yeah. especially? Exactly. Yeah. Like they might have thought that could damper like their look. No, you're right, yeah. Not yeah. just Princess Diana, but the entire royal family itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that really is, uh, I think, the most plausible and researched uh, concepts is that Prince Charles had her do- or killed, but there's also some others that I think are very interesting, such as the CIA had her killed. And uh, so there were reports that the U.S. bugged Princess Diana's phone, which those are just reports. And when you think about it, it might seem kind of out of the equation, but when you think about it again, obviously the CIA has had some... Uh, handlings and some stuff that probably isn't the greatest, I'd say. And one of the quotes that I came around in an article from NBC states that the Central Intelligence Agency was bugging the telephone conversations of Britain's Princess Diana on the night she died, Mm -hmm. a British newspaper reported Monday. But current and former U.S. officials told NBC News that the intelligence agencies never targeted the late Princess of Wales. Now, obviously, they would deny <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, they were like, oh, they you caught me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's no way they would say that they were actually bugging the phone. But for a British newspaper that obviously probably knew some things to in the, uh, they were in the know, I think that's very interesting. And another quote from that exact same source states that conspiracy theorists have claimed Paul was not drinking that night contending the blood samples were swapped with blood from someone else who was drunk. Now, I think this could be a little out of the equation itself, but this just proves that uh, there was a little bit of time, especially in the tunnel, that they had time to maybe have some shenanigans go on. And some people believe that this could be from Prince Charles, this could be from the CIA, or this could maybe even be from something else that some people don't know about. There are very few informative sources on this individual conspiracy, which is pretty obvious to me, taking away most of the belief of it from myself as well as other people who have researched this. What do you guys believe is the most plausible theory? Do you think it was Prince Charles? Do you think it was the CIA? Do you think it was just uh, straight up, maybe she just passed away in a tragic accident? Or do you think it could have been something else? So I would first like to address why, why, maybe I'm just missing something. Why would this U.S. 
CIA have any, like, what did we, why would we want them, or the U.S. CIA, why would they want Princess Diana killed? That's a great question. And I don't feel like it affects exactly. them. It doesn't affect them, which obviously the U.S. has had some dealings with other nations that some people could argue doesn't affect them at all. But Valid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I, true. I think yeah. the only like plausible explanation for that would be that, you know, Charles or the U.K. or the you know, the crown or whatever you want to call it would maybe use the U.S. as a third party. Yeah. Like, okay, we don't want to be directly involved. And, hey, yeah. if another government did it, then even better because nobody will suspect us. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting thought right there. I, I don't know. Kind of like a middleman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I personally think that it's going to go back to Charles. Um, I mean, he was very unhappy in the marriage. He wanted to marry Camilla. And he was denied that. And um, another reason, like, that their separation was so long is because, you know, they were really denied divorce first. And that has to go back with, you know, as heir to the throne, you know, when you become the monarch of England, you also become the supreme governor of the Church of England. And in the Anglican faith, you know, divorce is very much, like, a worst-case scenario, especially when you're going to be the king someday, which, you know, he now is. And so for him to have to wait to finally get that, and then, you know, you think afterwards, he's like, well, I don't want to have to deal with her coming back and coming out with more information on me in the future. Like, he made, she made him wait for so long to be able to finally be free with Camilla. And considering that she, you know, died just a year after their divorce was finalized, and she had already been in a relationship, and how much she was followed more than he was... I think he was just ready to be done with her. And, you know, that way she couldn't, you know, raise the kids to be, think worse about him. Not that she was actively trying to, but, like, they knew that their parents weren't happy together and that there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with their parents. So I I, th- I think Charles had a lot to do with it. Yeah. I agree. When researching this, obviously those are some of the main points that I came back to. I just think it's most plausible that Charles had her killed. Include, I mean, obviously the royal family could have had something to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Out of the conspiracies, that's my belief that is most plausible, just because of the variety of sources and the wider spread belief. Because there's more evidence, just plain and simple, and more reason for it to actually come about. And I agree. I think if the CIA or maybe another country of some sort had something to do with it, I think, like you said, I think it probably would have been like a middleman. Yeah. As just sort of the UK, the royal family, didn't want it all to tie back to them. I think they knew that the more people that, like, they went through, it was harder to come back and track that it was actually them that really made everything go down itself. Yeah. I mean, considering that, you know, she was in France when this happened, you know, when you're in another country, for, like, those people to have to know where you are, yeah. They have yeah. to really, like, have good sources mm-hmm. to be able to know exactly where you are, especially yeah. at the time of night that it happened. It, yeah. It's just very suspicious. Especially, yeah. Especially with that being at, I'm not sure of the exact time, what was it, like? They said that her her death was at, like, 4.57 a.m. Yeah. So, so very early. Yeah. yeah. Early in the morning, very late at night. So, and with the paparazzi, obviously the paparazzi saw her, and I just think that's crazy that, 
a lot of them stopped just to take pictures of the crash instead of really trying to help as it took place, which that's just tragic to me. Yeah. And obviously there's a little bit of time as the driver was trying to get away, uh, Henry Paul, but as all three of them tragically died, I think they definitely could have been helped maybe a little bit more than what most people would have liked. So I have a question. So I do also lean towards the, like, royals being the big conspiracy of this, okay? But my question is, if divorce is so, like, frowned upon and he was, like, Prince Charles was just trying to get rid of her, I hate to say it that way, but really, why did it, why was it not done when they were still married? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, throw, like, a curveball, but yeah. I feel like then he wouldn't That's have that question. divorce on his, like, belt. You know what yeah. I mean? And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's money or something? I'm not sure. Or maybe then he'd yeah. always have to be a widow? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, you think the kids were so young when it happened as well. I mean, Diana herself was seven when her parents divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think Henry and William were a little bit older, or Harry and William were a little bit older. But, you know, I think... I think it would have been too maybe too obvious if it had happened. Like like let's say like it happened like the day after like the Camilla Gate tapes came out or like yeah. her panorama interview came out. Like you know, I feel like that would be I get what you're saying. I like it know. points fingers easier. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think taking time definitely would have helped them if that was the case. But really I think one of the main things is that it could come back to the rumors that either she was pregnant or she was close to marrying Dodie Fayed because I think him having the public know that she was getting married to somebody else could hinder just yeah. his reputation and the royal family's reputation as yeah. a whole. That could have been part of it too. You know, she wasn't in that relationship with him until after their divorces were like finalized. I mean, she had little flings here and there, but they were nothing serious. But when they saw how serious this was getting, and you know, there was also stigma because, you know, he from Egypt and was possibly Muslim, you know, that would have looked really bad for the institution of the yeah. crown, and they would have want, have wanted that image, considering that Diana was still a working royal yeah. to have that, so, yeah. yeah. I guess we all just agree, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just a car accident, it no. had to have been, like... Definitely ulterior motives. Yeah. I think that just about wraps it up about our entire research and our information on Princess Diana and the tragic uh, deaths that occurred, not just to her, but obviously to the driver and her boyfriend at the time as well. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.